hey, look, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to throw you some meatballs for the for the for the the groaners. So be oh. ready. Don't 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 get tense. Don't think too much. Don't overthink it. Right? Just yeah, and just act as if it's batting practice, and you're getting these big, gigantic meatballs thrown at you, and you just can't wait to hit them. And you will be wow. fine. Okay. God, this is ready? so reassuring, John. Now <laughs> I think I can do the show. Before this, okay, I was well, let's so do tense. It. All right. Oh, I'm gonna. Okay, let's do it. Let's make it happen. All right, give me a second. Hey, it's the day for the bro show, John. We're here, and hey, everybody hey. else is here, and we're ready to roll, right? We're ready to roll? Right. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll. <laughs> hey, oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> feel so yes, good. I, yes. I feel so good, John. I feel so good. Don't bum me out, okay? And I'm especially worried about those groaners. Really tense about the groaners. Okay. Okay. Well, lighten up. Relax. All right. I'll try. I try. I try. I try. Okay. So, yeah, we're here. Uh, I'm Jerry. What's your name? My name is John. He's John. And we are actual brothers. We do this show. Uh, It is published or posted or dropped or whatever you want to call it on its head, probably. Every Saturday morning, you can count on it. We've only missed one show, and I'm not allowed to talk about that. And so, you know, it's a great day, and we've got, we've got a great show. We talk about four things. And by the way, just by way of history, this is our 14th season, and this is our 15th episode of that season. And we do talk about four things, and I'm afraid uh, I cannot discuss them with you. You're going to have to listen to the show to find out what they are. But I'll just give you a hint. If you want to, just read the show notes, you know. Good we idea. have the tracking. Yeah, we have the duration, the tracking numbers on it. And you can just go ahead. Anything you don't want to listen to, like this BS right now, just skip yeah. it. Hey, how about, right. hey, let's get some real deal. Let's. What are you wearing, by the way? I am about wearing, the belt. Yeah. I am wearing a T-shirt, John. Well, what's, okay. Do you oh. have just one on? Do you have just a question? One? I'm just wearing one. one. T-shirt? Okay, Only one enough. T-shirt. I have one T-shirt on, and it is the season of the rabbit T-shirt with the crazy-looking rabbit on it. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I like it. I like it. It's a little uh, scary, and I like to wear a shirt over it because I want to get good service at the uh, at the places I go to, you know, eat and drink coffee and stuff. Can you blame me? I'll, yep. I'm wearing Celebrate Your Life. Oh, that show. Or Holiday. Sibling Rivalry, Too Much Coffee, and the rest of what's written on the shirt is faded out. I'm going to have to kind of pass on whatever else is on it. This is the one that's got got me with the CHN on it. Your hand's up in the air. Yeah. I get excited. I'm the excited one. Yep. So that's the shirt I'm wearing. Let's get on with it. What do you hey, say, John? Our sponsor do is it. the American Legal Defense Fund. And this animal, organization. Animal Legal Defense Fund. <laughs> yeah, that's I what it is. You, I thought you, you didn't correct me. Well, but it, okay. Well, you know what you need to do with that. I need to edit it out. I need to edit it out. Okay, the Animal Legal Defense Fund mission is to protect the lives and advance the interest of animals through the legal system. And uh, they accomplish this through filing high 
impact lawsuits, but I came across a bunch of other good stuff. You know what? We don't have enough animal lawyers out there. So sure enough, the Animal Legal Defense Fund has an initiative that they're doing and the Animal Legal Education Initiative with George Washington University Law School in order to create curriculum that'll specialize and create lawyers that specialize in animal law. Wow, what a deal. Oh. And most of all, they have swag. The, the word my brother was just saying was swag in case you lost it in his gargling. I'm sorry, uh, my throat and saying the word at the same time. This is efficiency at, at its best. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. I know better. So, <clears throat> yeah, the swag is outstanding. I have one of their T-shirts. I wear it frequently. It has an orca on the front. It's a beautiful blue, vibrant color. I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. You can get those compliments, too, and help the animals get defended legally at the same time. You can do it. You can do it. You can get one of these shirts. we got it in the show notes. And we've got T-shirts, too, and all the funding, all the funds raised by our T-shirts also go to the Animal Legal Defense Fund. Bonfire handles all that for us, so we don't have to do any bookkeeping. That's wow. it. That's Are you ready deal. for the rabbit story? Are you ready? For the we have story? a rabbit story. I am ready. ready. And our story is the Energizer Bunny. And we that is a beloved marketing mascot. And what's amazing about this is Energizer is actually the name of the company, Energizer Holdings, Inc. And they make uh, batteries uh, that are sold in North America. So Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk a little bit about is the history of this wonderful uh, marketing mascot and some of the challenges that have uh, that have uh, been out there in 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 order to get them developed. And I think one of the things Mm -hmm. that I want to start out right away is this is a lot of confusion because you see what started out, I get Duracell and Energizer mixed up. And I'm one Me of the too. idiots. I'm one of the idiots that oh. basically love this bunny and go out and buy the batteries, except I buy the wrong ones. I buy the Duracell oh. batteries. Oh. And I've, so uh, and I've, I've been doing it. I checked. I did an inventory this morning on my batteries. No Energizer batteries. All but, Duracell? So how, all Duracell. So how does this? How did this happen? Well, what That's happened what I was know. that in 1973, as a one-off, just one time, they were going to use a bunny. Duracell was, and it appeared. And as a result of that, they they just dropped it and didn't do it. Then all of a sudden, their trademark elapsed. And Energizer says, "Hey, listen, let's do our own bunny campaign." And they came up with a bunny that was completely different looking. If you took a look at the original Duracell bunny. It looks like uh, anthropomorphic. A furry, it John. Like, it looks, it looks like, like a furry. Furry. And, but yeah. the one that the Energizer yeah, did, it looks like a real rabbit. It's a cool rabbit with sunglasses on, has a drum. It's, and what kind of footwear does it have? Flip-flops. Flip-flops on <laughs> It's a cool dude. I love his flip-flops. I love his flip-flops. I do. So, but like, like you, they, I, think they, I, bought, I think I bought a lot of Duracell batteries, too, John. I'm going to confess right now. Oh, wow. I think I've done so the same thing you did. So we're both idiots. Great. Yeah. I love yeah. the company. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> due, to the po- <laughs> due to the popularity <laughs> of the Energizer Bunny in 1988, sure enough, 
Duracell says, hey, let's get on the bandwagon and bring our bunny back. And before you know it, we got a series of lawsuits going back and forth, whatever. But out of all of this, what we have is we have a, a bunny that's been promoted and everybody sees. And I, I think it's kind of neat that the idea is that energizers become its own word. It's, a, it's part of our vernacular. And it, 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 it's, it's, oh, you're like an energizer bunny. In other words, you've got a lot of stamina is what it's become. But yeah. it's, this bunny, the energizer bunny, has appeared in over 115 commercials up to this day. I've even seen some of the most recent ones in 2023. 20, and uh, but I like the idea that what they do to show that the bunny is constantly working is they interject it in other commercials. So all of a sudden there's another commercial going on or there's something else that you might see on TV. And all of a sudden you see the bunny parading along or beating a drum and you say, well, bunny's still at it. He's a, that's a record show. He's a percussionist. That's that's good. I like that. I, I feel very comfortable yeah. with that. So, you know, Me we too. could talk about lawsuits. We could talk about the little changes that have taken place with respect to the animal. But I think the most amazing thing is that Duracell realizes that uh, they've come up with saying, look, we're all for the Energizer Bunny because you know what? We think that that increases our sales. And in fact, during these campaigns, Energizer's battery sales have declined. So as popular as the, as the Bunny is, he's not effective in terms of advertising or possibly. So wow. I only say that the Energizer Bunny is, is it, it's an enduring marketing mascot. It's met the test of time, but we have to realize that the lasting impact that it's had is well, it's put a lot of lawyers to work. So intellectual <laughs> property law is a big part of their of its history, and it's become yeah. part of popular culture because of the word. And of course, it's also very popular in the advertising industry. So we got one outstanding animal there, the Energizer Bunny. You know, if he doesn't work out as a advertising type mascot, I think he'll have a future. He'll find a home. He's just too good. He looking. should. Yeah. And you know what? He could. I'm sure that there uh, some baseball team would like to have him. Minor league team at the very least. If of course they'll have to contend with lawyers. We know that's always a part of this oh. transition. Wow. <laughs> but it'll be rough. Look at the way it, it happened. Look what happened to Jeffrey the giraffe. Oh, right. that, that is a, that's a sad story. I know. We, we, I know. It's, it's, we shouldn't. We, we went through it. it. We'll get bummed out. We'll get bummed out. Yeah. Wait, be careful. Okay. Okay. We have a word, John. We have a word. Do it's we? An outstanding word. Our word okay. is persona. Now, you look at persona and you say, eh, it means person. Big deal. Well, if you go down no. to maybe the fourth or fifth definition, you come to something that's more near and dear to our hearts this week. Because it drives right into our two takes. It's, and that definition is a person's perceived or evident personality as that of a well-known official actor or celebrity. Personal image, public role. Example, mm -hmm. a young actor created a bad boy public persona by wearing black clothing, sunglasses at all times, including in class. Uh, you, you probably did that. Uh, uh -oh. Using profanity and dating multiple girls. I know you did that. Oh, oh, the accusations. Yeah, we're uh -oh. going to have to be careful in Chicago because last time I was up there, I was with five women at the yeah, same that's time. Right. At the same time. Yeah, yeah that's, that was an interesting. We don't want to get into that kinky relationship. Yeah, I've had four on the floor before, but that's ridiculous. Four on the floor. <laughs> that was your car. No, no, that was an office I worked in. 
floor, the same floor, or women on the same floor. It's not easy. Not easy. So listen, that's that's the word, and I think we're going to get a chance to to apply that word with our two takes. Okay, <clears throat> I'm excited about this because I lived in Texas for a while. I'm also yeah. excited about this because I've spent a fair amount of time in a place called Drumroll, please, Energizer Bunny. <laughs> a place called Crockett, Crockett. Texas. Crockett, Texas. There's actually yes. yeah, and Crockett. Baby Crockett yeah. is, a, is the man. And we will circle a, back around about how it got. Crockett. Crockett. Yeah. It's got like it. a frog. Okay, that's mm, okay. Your favorite animal. So, uh, here's the deal. Uh, Dan yeah. Crockett was, uh, he's, a, he's a real life guy, but has a lot of legend, myth, a fact and fiction wow. mixed together. And we, we're talking about a person, give it a setting, a person that, uh, you know, to show you how mixed up the facts can get with this guy. And this is, some of this is all contrived. Is we even, his birthplace is even contested. And we've come up with yeah. at least three states and one country. And maybe you can explain how that all took place uh, with respect to the birthplace of Davy. Yeah, Crockett. this is crazy. This is crazy. So, there was a portion of Carolina, North Carolina, that was no. It was just was it South Carolina, or it was just North Carolina? North Carolina at that time, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the eastern part of the state broke away, and they wanted to become the 14th state called Franklin, or called Frankland. They couldn't <laughs> even decide on the name. <laughs> you know, get used to this. First of all, get used to this. There is no definitive oh. answer about anything with Davy Crockett. So there's this breakaway uh, part of the Carolinas that broke away and wanted to become the 14th state. It failed, couldn't get the votes. So then it said, well, the hell with y'all. We're just going to become our own republic. So it was a breakaway right. republic, which <laughs> is another way of saying it's a country. Just like Texas was a republic for a while. They had their own president and all that stuff. So that's what's going on in this breakaway republic. Then they they decided, well, this isn't working out too well. It's kind of expensive. And they became part of the Carolinas again. Then it gets even more interesting. Like 10 years later, they become part of the new state called Tennessee. So wow. where was he born, John? Where was he born? Well, I don't know. And I think it, somewhere along the line, I haven't read Virginia got get, got mixed up yeah, in that mishmash. That's too. right. Virginia's so, in this mess, too. Yeah. Correct. So here, but to give you an understanding, so that's where he was born. Now, it, it isn't quite as uh, debatable as to when he was born, but his span of his life, which was a little, uh, a little less than 50 years, is 1786 through 1836. And just keep in mind, anything we say about David Crockett, we don't know. It's hard to tell whether it's fact or fiction. We're going to try to stick with fact, but we can't guarantee it. No, uh, so here we got a guy who, who basically uh, very little schooling, probably about 100 days of tutoring, tutoring from his neighbor, uh, ran away from home because guess what? His father liked to, to farm him out and uh, have him do work for other businesses, uh, for other farms. And the reason he did that is because he was a failed businessman. He didn't do that well in some of the things he did. So his lack of education uh, and his renegade sort of political stance makes him stand out as a, as a man of the people. Uh, yeah. And he used that 
this independence uh, to, to, to have this sort of uh, character of, of a guy who went out and killed bears, raccoons, so he'd have coats and caps to wear and food to eat. And that's just the kind of way he did it. And so to kind of get a little bit more into this uh, this legend as a as an adventurous mm. guy, he enlisted in the Tennessee militia and as a scout and served a couple of three month terms. Because at that point, when you were in the Indian Wars, fighting with fighting for Andrew Jackson, the general, uh, you enlisted for three months, and he did that for a couple for a couple of these terms. So that way he, you know, got added a little bit. You know, it's always good good to have kind of a war hero uh, uh, oh, symbol yeah. on there too. He then decides to enter politics, and this is a mm. period of time with rapid growth in the United States, and we've also got a change kind of in in the way that uh, that politics was done. Politics was was originally considered, you know, an a area which were were the elite. It wasn't for what you call the popular or the, the common man. And I think Andrew Jackson's one of the first that decided to become a, sort of the average guy becoming president. And and Davy Crocker decided to latch on to him, both being from Tennessee. And he was able to ride that, that off-the-cuff public speaking that he did with spinning his yarns and mm. running for Congress five times and actually winning three. Part of the reason that he didn't win the last time is because he really felt that uh, as as a, a, an average guy that squatters should have right for land. And also he wasn't too terribly interested in uh, endorsing the removal of the Indians from Tennessee to other parts beyond. So yep. he was a little fed up with uh, Tennessee. And from there he goes and decides to go down and become part of the militia that's going to, to make uh, to save Texas from from the Mexicans. And he's only down there for not very long. How about how long was he down there? Uh, he was he was in Texas for three months. Now this is where I pick up the part of the story. First of all, when he when he left Tennessee, he said, "Y'all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas." <laughs> That's his famous quote. That's his famous quote. And having endured the weather in Texas for a while, I have to say, hell in Texas. I don't know. Close call. Close call. I don't know which I would say, but it's it's hot there, and the politics are spicy, and everything else is too. And he went there, but he first camped in Texas in a spring. There was a spring just over the river into Texas, over the boundary, and that place became known as Crockett, Texas. And, and there's a memorial. There. I've been there. There's a memorial. Uh, of him now, everyone thinks coonskin cap. Oh yeah, Davy Crockett. A couple things people don't know. I've 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 seen a coonskin cap up close and personal. <laughs> Not the kind you got on TV, but the kind people wore. John, they smell okay. bad. They smell bad. <laughs> oh, oh man, no, the rest they of don't them. smell good. They don't oh, smell I, good. I smell something bad. It must be a guy with a coonskin cap. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. So I'm in Crockett. I'm eating at the Crockett Inn where they had great eggs and, and, and breakfast food. I look up and there's a picture of Davy Crockett at the Springs. His first night he lived in, he camped in Texas. John, everything in Crockett shows him. With, get ready, John. He wore a skunk skin. <laughs> he really did. So the coonskin cap didn't smell bad enough. 
he had to wear a skunk, a skunk skin. It's hard to say that. A skunk skin cap. Yeah, he did. And it looked just like a, looks just like a, the coon skin cap. Only it's got this big white stripe and all that stuff, just like a skunk. And it is an actual skinned skunk. And they smell really bad. You think coons smell bad? Wow. So, yeah. So um, anyway, he meandered down to what is now San Antonio. I think he even was then. And uh, helped with the last stand at the Alamo, which yeah. another reality check for those who've never been there. The Alamo is about the size of this car wash I'm looking at right across the <laughs> Hy-Vee parking lot. It's really small. It's not big. Yeah. It's not like larger than life. I don't know how the egos of the people there got into the Alamo. I don't think there was room. All right. Wow. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Boone, Jim Bowie. And those people were all there. Yeah. Travis, so, William Travis. Yeah. Yeah. These are legendary names in Texas. Let me tell you, everything is named after those four guys. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, so John, you, tell, tell yeah. us a little about the battle. What what happened to Davy Crockett? Well, the battle? battle the battle actually takes about uh, a little less than two hours, and before you know it, everybody is killed. But the thing is that there's a little there's a little mystique in terms of of uh, exactly what happened, because you see, most of them died fighting, but there's also it appears to be an element of of these that were uh, Texans that were captured, including we don't know. So therefore. We, and those, they were immediately executed. So we can't tell the difference between the ones who were executed and the ones who actually died fighting. And part of the problem is that they they they, they uh, cremated the, the a lot of these the, these individuals. And so they, you know, the Mexican soldier says, "Here, you want Davy Crockett back? Well, he's somewhere in here in all these ashes. Go for it." You know? Yep. Go for it. So look, go look, for it. look for a skunk in skin cap. <laughs> That'll be him. And I'll tell you, when they burn these, you know, the bad smell oh. of, of burned flesh basically Ooh. overcame the bad smell of the coon skin cap. And so we don't know what we got. We got a tomb that's there, part of the whole, uh, you know, the, the replica or whatever it is of, of the Alamo down there. And it says a tomb that has three people in it, William Travis, Jim Bowie, and David, David Crockett. But I think that to kind of sum this up a little bit, we got to realize that part of what he was able to do is it, that helps with respect to the legend was that while he was in Congress in, in the national spotlight at D.C., he was able to he had biographies, autobiographies. He had plays. Uh, he had uh, parodies on himself. He commissioned an autobiography and then didn't feel it was like you said, didn't feel it was quite good enough. And what did he do? He basically. He did a little work on it, and what that work is, we will never know. It could be embellished. It could be just downright um, misstatements. How about the how about the painting? How about the painting? How did he get the? Oh, painting? the painting. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, this guy it, in modern day times, he probably would have gotten furry pose with him, but instead, <laughs> instead, he uh, he rounded up some some wild dogs that were roaming around Washington D.C. and had him had him in the in the thing with him. He was in his buckskins and his rifle, and he looked like he's fixing to go out hunting. Yeah, yeah some animals like to help him. He did. He did. It was. See, John, the thing is, this guy. You're right. You're absolutely right. Good sum up. He, but he is the product of his own imagination, and therefore. We're not totally sure what happened. 
And you know, it's 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 endured. It has a lasting effect upon us. In fact, when Thanks we were Walt kids, Disney, yeah. we ended up we saw a revival of Davy Crockett and the Spinning the Yarns back in the mid '50s when Walt Disney decided to do a series of of, of TV, you know, a mini series on Davy Crockett as an Indian fighter, congressman, Alamo, and also then tacked on a few when he saw so popular. He kind of did a couple prequels on that he and i think this is mostly kind of made up with uh a keelboat race and also river pirates so yep. i mean the coonskin caps were just a, a a given that kids would go around wearing them i mean this was just the the, the cat we had all the latest and greatest we had them they didn't yep. stink either they were synthetic <laughs> <laughs> i think the last piece of trivia i love about it is the fact that there is a song called ballad of davy crockett and there is. this song has a, it has a, a place in music trivia, uh, a, a factoid. The only song that was ever recorded by three different artists and made the top 10, Billboard top 10, within the same year. That was the ballad. Davey, Davey, Davey Crockett. King of the Wild, Wild Frontier. Frontier. King of the Wild in Frontier, fact, yeah. When we were kids, you didn't say Davy Crockett without saying King of the Wild Frontier. And that killed him a bar when he was only three. He was only three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. I decided to go to the Groner Vault and come out with some of our oldies but goodies. And here's our first one. What is a cat's favorite color? What's a cat's favorite color? Oh, Think man. about Northwestern. Northwestern... Uh, Wildcats, what's the really? color of it? Yeah, purple what's color. Purple. purple. Wow, you had to give me a hint on that one. You're right, you're right. Okay, you I kind of got a little credit. All, okay. right, all right, all right, all right. What do you call a shoe that is made from a banana peel? What do you call a shoe that is made from a banana peel? This is one of Pop's old jokes. A slipper. Yeah, you you nailed that one right away. Wow. Yeah. We can we gotta get yeah. out of here while that while we're hot. Okay? Okay, okay. Bye. <laughs>